Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. <laughs> Wipeout. <laughs> It's nice when we har- we harmonized almost, but we did it in stages. So if we had done that together, it would have sounded very good. Yeah, mine sounded a little gross and unsure because I I personally didn't know what I was doing. I was acting out the impulse within my. Mark gut. Mike's a harmony master. Oh, like really, he is. I, I it's it's impossible oh. for me to understand how to get your brain to harmonize just naturally. But you do it, Mike. I mean, I don't see myself as a sort of Brian Wilson type. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nine in bed. <laughs> I certainly have the mental illness that Brian uh, that Brian Wilson has. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't have the sort of musical um, talent, I'd say, as as a Brian Wilson or a, or a Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. Mm. You just haven't been holed up in a studio by the uh, California beach for long enough. I bet you can make some pretty cool stuff. Well, were you, you in bands like I know you were in comedy bands, but were you in like band bands as when you were young? No, no, I wasn't. I always wanted to, and I never was. Although, uh, in high school, in like the 11th grade, I did try uh, to put together a Dixieland band with, uh, in the music <laughs> program, and the idea was that we would meet before school at 7.30 a.m. Oh, the perfect time to rock. <laughs> no one ever arrived in time for the five times we tried to do it to get even, to rehearse even once. A Dixieland I, band? The Dixieland band that I was supposed to be spearheading. Uh, I don't know if this is related or not. Didn't lose my virginity until after high school. (laughs) I genuinely have known you forever. And I don't know about the Dixieland band or the virginity thing. I mean, it was just just after high school. No, no. But, But, you know, like on graduation, as soon as I took the cap off, pants down, right? fully became a man. But um, <laughs> congratulations! Thank you, because I played tuba and trombone in uh, in the high school band, and I thought so that wasn't turning heads for you, I guess. No, for some reason, all the the very fit and uh, you know charismatic hockey players seem to do better with the ladies. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Women of Ajax, what the heck? Women of Oshawa, Pickering, Oshawa, yeah, Bowmanville, Cortis, Cortis, and Brooklyn, Ontario. Nice. Not the same as Brooklyn, New York. Hey, try some Brooklyn, Ontario pizza. <laughs> hey, none of us are from Italy at all. <laughs> uh, Most wow. of us are from uh, Scottish descent. Hey, I'm from Scotland. <laughs> hey, I'm from Scotland over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. So, what did you play in the Dixieland? Well, I was band? gonna play trombone, and we yeah. I got all like the sheet music for like. <laughs> Like all this old Dixieland music. Is when the Saints go marching in Dixieland? I think that counts as... (laughs) And the the Mr. Belvedere theme. Was there a big Dixieland (laughs) craze at this time? Like, you know, there was a swing revival? uh... Um, No, no, this was pretty much an outlier that I was the... Just a force behind. <laughs> I think what happened is that in high school there was like a PBS jazz series that I started watching, hosted by <laughs> Winton Marsalis. Oh yeah, brother that's of, so cool, brother of Branford. And mm. I was like, wow, because it, it he was big in the early nineties with his golden Mid-90s. trumpet. Yeah. yeah, it was cool and like learning about that music and those mm. legends of jazz was cool. But I don't think I 
was operating at the same caliber as, say, a Dizzy Gillespie or a Scott Joplin or a Miles Davis. So in high school, uh, you'd be walking down the halls and you'd see a jocks making out with their girlfriends by the locker. Yes. And they would look at you and scoff and go, nerd. And you went, I'll show them. <laughs> They'll see. They'll all see. <laughs> When the saints go marching in all by themselves with no girlfriend. <laughs> you may be kissing her now, but I know about the true sound of Nolan. <laughs> Just because you get to kiss her doesn't mean that I can't think about her. <laughs> when I'm at home at night alone with my trombone, I can do things that you two could never dream of. Hey, Mike, we saw we saw you through the window of your house last night. How come there was a wig on the bell of your trombone? <laughs> You're just kissing the huge hole of the trombone. <laughs> oh, the sex is not is actually not that satisfying. It's, very, it's yeah. a large hole. It's not great for a fellow's self-confidence. And uh, a little spit valve, that was fun. Just like a lady. The face of my girlfriend looks like it was directed by David Lynch. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So, any teens listening who are maybe having trouble fitting in, and you're if you're considering putting together a Dixieland jazz band in your high school <laughs> as a way to show everyone that you're just as good as them, maybe hold off. You know, that does feel like just the- go to parties and drink, <laughs> which is what I did. <laughs> That's the form. thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, just drink. It feels yeah. like the kind of thing if you did that in drink your twenties, like yeah. twenty five. I actually could see a lot of people thinking that was cool. Like, oh, oh he's getting, so weird and cool. You'd, uh, you'd be too tired from blowjobs to even play <laughs> that horn, you know? Mm-hmm. But in yeah. high school, yes. you know, it's harder to, to be kind of off the beaten track. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh. Yeah. Mike, I was in a punk band <laughs> for about a year or so, maybe two, at the end of high school. And I was slowly trying to incorporate, like, do that half punk, half ska band thing. <laughs> And then the band broke up, and then they reformed without me, and we're doing really hardcore b- punk. Oh, they didn't want to do any uh, so at all. It, <laughs> it did feel like I was trying to soften them a bit with like cheesy ska Chris stuff. Chris ska influence was gone. Yeah, they're Guys. like, um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I honestly think we should all wear suspenders and pork pie hats a little bit and, and <laughs> dance. Should we all take some dance lessons? Uh, no. <laughs> no, Chris. Yeah. Let's not be political, guys. Let's just, you know, talk about going on a date or something. Can't we, <laughs> can't we sing about how beautiful Jamaica is? <laughs> yeah. Do you guys remember your band's names? Someone asked me this the other day. Interestingly enough, in high school, I'm pretty sure the punk one was called The Simpletons. And then I had That's a, a really name. ramshackle, mostly cover band of that I sang in in grade 9 or 10 that was Slayer and Metallica covers and uh, that was called Tricycle Roadkill. <laughs> Those are really like They're, perfect uh, high school band names. Yeah. Tricycle Roadkill. Yeah, and someone drew the logo and it was it. funny because it was like three tricycle tire tracks through a raccoon. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, but uh, I didn't really... Being in that band got me into that music. I wasn't into like metal like that at first. And so I had to learn how to sing like 
Slayer and Metallica just to be in because I wanted to right. be in a band. Wow. Did My, you do um, like Rain and Blood? And- yeah, Rain and Blood's the one <laughs> Slayer, and then it was mostly Metallica. Did you do one? No, not Rain and Blood. Sorry, Seasons in the Abyss. Seasons in the Abyss. Razor's Edge outlines the dead incisions in my head or your head. Did whatever. you have long metal hair? <coughs> no. The no. funny thing was, I was like, I dressed like a skater with like a baseball cap and baggy pants, and the rest of the guys were full on leather jacket headbangers. Did you sing? Yeah, that's all I did. Whoa. In that band. Damn. Yeah. Speaking of skater boys. Yeah. And girls. See you, you guys, later, boys. I saw Avril Lavigne uh, performing at the Junos on the weekend. The Junos, of course, Canada's um, uh, answer to the, uh, the Grammys. Grammys, not yeah. the Oscars. Yeah. And Avril Lavigne did a medley of hits. She was looking and sounding good, boys. Really? Did she yeah. look at you? Well, she sort of winked at the camera, and I know it was for me. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't age, eh? Yeah, no. like what? No. The you know hell? who did age? Her ex, uh, Derek from Derek. Some Forty One. I hate to say, and Chad, yeah. Chad Krieger as well. She married two Canadian uh, rockers. Yeah, it's prestigious Canadian rockers. Yeah. You know that British comedian? Like, I don't know Some Forty One that well, mm. so I don't want to offend anybody. But you know that British comedian that was big in the eighties? He was kind of, kind of, you know. Uh, Are you talking about the the dude from The Princess Bride who was the Go ahead. Sorry, maybe I'm off. Right, like he's right? kind of plump he was with in the blonde show hair. Smith and Jones. Yeah, his it, name is like he was in a show where they were uh, something Smith, Mel Smith. I think he might have been in a show with Hugh Laurie too, where it was like punk. Yes, or, not the nine o'clock news or something like that. that. Yep. Mel doesn't he, funny. Doesn't the Sum Forty One guy become looking like that? How guy? alike are our minds that I knew what weird eighties yeah. British comedian looks like the guy from Sum Forty One? But he does. He well, was in. Do you know his name? Mel Smith. And I'm. I think I'm wrong about was Hugh Laurie being involved. Yeah, that's him. Yes, Mel Smith. We solved the crime. He was in... Some 41 uh, guy kind of looked like him in the last pictures that I saw. Mel Smith was in The Princess Bride as the torture dude who had like an all... Yeah, he enjoyed Shit all over his face. Carrie Elwes, right? Yeah. Like big welts or warts? (sighs) Something like that. Oh, and we lost him as well in 2013. Oh, fuck. Mel, what the fuck? What's... uh, (laughs) I'm back. Derek? Derek Wibley? Mm-hmm. And then Chad Krieger, but yeah, Avril looked great. The, the two, two I mean, Derek Wibley looks not, you know, it's not as some, similar, but he no, he troubles. does. Yeah, later photos, he, je- he, yeah, everyone's saying it. He resembles Mel Smith. All of the old Sum Forty One fans have grown yeah. up and said, "Is that Mel Smith?" He was spotted <laughs> a talent when he was a teen. He was out just like you know in a drugstore, and a talent mm-hmm. uh, like spotter from Hollywood happened to be there and was like, "Young man, you look just like Mel Smith. <laughs> yeah. You need to form a pop punk band." And he was like, "Okay." And then he yeah. and you know, yeah. Mike, he's from Ajax, which he's where you Ajax. where you were not having sex you at keep the same Ajax, time. But it was Oshawa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also in Durham region, though. Just yes, uh, they're close. Two towns over. I don't know yeah. why I think you lived in Ajax. <laughs> it's in my head because Ajax was the god of war, and I have that vibe of uh, <laughs> being very aggressive and uh, warlike. I guess. And so. Pickering is a portmanteau of pickled herring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, um, yeah. Ajax is oh God. I would love to visit there one day. Eh, it sounds cool. Yeah, it's. I don't think there's. It's she, just a suburb. There's like. And no, Avril Lavigne is from Trenton. No, she is from Napanee, Ontario. Oh, Napanee. Sorry, I got to mix that up. north of Ottawa or something. Mm, it's around there. Just wonderful stuff. It's, it's it's great, and it's very interesting <laughs> for the listener too. So <laughs> here are some Canadiana. Uh, people say that uh, Canadians are too polite and say sorry all the time. But that's not what happened to you the other day, James. Oh, that's right. Are we taking a trip to 
The James Zone? James Zone. If you guys are willing to take the journey with me, I'll, I'm will i willing to go to the James Zone. Do Can I, I give to... a little hint of what's in the James Zone today? Sure. Some sound effects? Yeah. Yes. That's right. A confrontation. Now, when I when most yeah. people think of you or people yes. who have met you, they don't associate you with uh, confronting yes. men, uh, having a <laughs> having a grudge or mm-hmm. being aggressive. That's my thing, you know, the yes. Ajax vibe. Um, <laughs> but recently, you defied the stereotype. Well, I that's said, true. See you later, boy. <laughs> I I'm not confrontational. I don't like it. But like once every three years, I have a massive confrontation. I, I don't know some kind of point gets crossed and then I become every three years it's about once every three years it's kind of like the Vulcan uh, mating thing where just once every several years they feel a strong urge to to have sex I'm like that but once every few years I get in a fight with a guy (laughs) have you asked any of the girls that are into astrology what that means no, but if anyone knows, yeah, is a moon up. in a certain house? Not you don't have to be a girl that's into it, but the, the only ones I know are female. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, at my apartment condo, where uh, there's a balcony, you know, and it's a one bedroom, and my girlfriend uh, works from home, and she she's on zooms all day, talking on zooms, and you know, small. It's like you know, it's not that small, but it's a one bedroom. We're both at home a lot, so she's like, oh, you know what? I could work on the balcony. That would be. That'd be great. You, know? you guys are both home alone. Both home a lot. A lot. Home alone. Yeah. To Kevin, uh, to Kevin McAllister's. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you ever like both clap your hands against your cheeks in the mirror and go, ah, and then start kissing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We both have a nephew who wets the bed, uh, Fuller. No, that's his brother. I don't know. You don't yeah. remember Fuller? He, I do remember he Fuller, but I don't remember the, the relationship. Because he was drinking Pepsi. Yeah. Right. I think it might bed. have been his cousin. Anyway. Mm. So she's... She's working on the balcony with her earphones in on a Zoom mm-hmm. yeah. and just talking like, you know, intermittently in this Zoom. And um, across the sort of way, kind of as like a driveway alley kind of thing is another apartment building. This was like 1130 on a Monday. <clears throat> um, and a guy leans out the, or sort of goes up to the window and he yells, this isn't your fucking office. I can hear every fucking word you're saying. And she was like a little rattled and like, oh, sorry. Yeah, very aggressive out of nowhere. Yeah. And he's like, no, you're not. What? It's yeah. 11.30 a.m. Yeah. That's a weird decision to make. Very weird. To say. Yeah. No, you're not. And I think, I can see into your soul. <laughs> <laughs> if he, and maybe, maybe she didn't, who knows? Like, maybe it is annoying. The voice carries in a funny way there, like, mm-hmm. I know objection if he was like, hey, could you keep it down? Your voice is carrying, like, for sure. Yes, but that's crazy. what a polite Canadian does. Yeah, crazy yeah. To, to people you live across from to talk like that. They also leave their damn blinds open all the time, and they have this shitty overhead lighting, and it's really annoying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm already don't like these guys. Have you seen them nude? No, thank God. But, all right. anyway. Keep a camera by the balcony so that when, the, yes. when it happens, blackmail time. Yes. Get blackmail this motherfucker. <laughs> James, here's your assignment. You need to get a picture of that guy's dick. You need to get it fast. <laughs> and, and put it on Reddit. Yes. Pretty aggressive to a woman that he doesn't even know, has yes. never met, doesn't even start Where'd like you you're saying. you live across from? Get some bedside manner. Yeah. Did you say there? also that he was like, you woke us up or something? No, but... I just can't imagine right. how, why else he would be so psychotic right. about it. So yeah. anyway, this just like made me so mad. <laughs> I became obsessed with confronting this fucking guy. 
So yes, all the, the week. text, the thread, what you, you were fuming. It's it's true. Was. Yeah. So, we saw the messages yeah. stack upon stack. Yes. Of no. where is this guy? I'm waiting. Yeah. yeah. Because you feel a little, you know, it's kind of rattling. It's not nice in your own home to feel like, oh, some guy going to yell at us. So I like all week was out on the balcony. I'm waiting for this fucking guy to come to the window so I can confront him. And I didn't even want to yell or whatever. I just wanted to be like, that's not okay. If you have a problem in the future, just say, hey, could you keep it down? Can I, were you standing there, hands on hips, sort of like back erect and just staring um, across the balcony? It does come later, genuinely. (laughs) So all week... I'm out there. I'm waiting for this fucking guy to come to the window. He never comes. Finally, on Sunday, Sunday, six days later, I see him at the window putting a little tube in the window to like set up his uh, AC. So he's like doing a task right in the window. And, you know, this guy's like, he's probably like early 20s, uh, chin strap, pretty (laughs) chunky. He looks like a nerd. What is a chin strap for, honestly? I know. Go for a full beard. He he's not exactly like you know Mark Harmon or George St. Pierre. You know he looks like a nerd, and I wouldn't usually be mean to a nerd, but this guy got this thing. This but he's no Mark Harmon. Yeah, he's no Mark Harmon. He's not the star of Summer School or the <laughs> MMA fighter George no. St. Pierre. Yeah, the two handsome guys. <laughs> so I go to my balcony. I go right in his eye line. Oh God. And he was wearing a Blue Jays shirt, which was sad for me because I'm a that, big fan. You must have taken a breath and said, okay, what do I do now? I love this guy now. This I is know. crazy because the Jays are your team. I know. Yeah. I, I know. I Take own off them. that fucking shirt and you're no Mark Harmon, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Blue Jays fans are polite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is not the right behavior for a Blue Jays fan, sir. <laughs> so what happened? So he's wearing a George Springer shirt. So I go, hey, Springer shirt. Hey, Springer shirt. And I'm right in his eye line. And he, he, I can knew he, I, he already said he could hear every word on the balcony. Yeah. So I knew he could hear me and he wouldn't even make eye contact with me. He wouldn't even look at me. And I go, okay, you're going to pretend you can't hear me, huh? Keeps putting his AC together. And then I, I mean, I honestly kind of mentally blacked out at this point, but I basically said, if, you know, that's not okay that you yelled at my girlfriend like that. And, uh, if you have a problem in the future, just keep it down. But there's no need for that kind of behavior. Yeah. And by the way, I see every fuck. I didn't say fuck, but I see every inch of your damn living room. <laughs> so why don't you draw your blinds at night? Um, which I threw I love in. that you said that part. I did. Add a little extra shame stank yeah, to the rest of his life. You want us to be respectful life. for you. Draw your fucking blinds. Yeah. Chin strap. So anyway, <laughs> doesn't react at all. Chin strap ass bitch. Yeah. I mean, I fantasize so many, like saying so many things like that. This is like I was a pretty scene calm. from a Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The tension is like God, like that uh, s- scene in the basement of uh, Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with Michael Fassbender. Like I'm. Uh, I wish I looked like um, who was Eli Roth in that movie where he's so ripped and he's like walking around with a bat. I think he was called uh, like the. The Nazi hunter or something. Yeah, the bear or something. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, so he's ignoring me, and I stay staring at him. And then I go, um, I go, uh, oh, so you're too afraid to talk to me, but you're okay with yelling at a woman, huh? Which I know is like a bit old-fashioned and maybe a bit macho or whatever. I'm not, but I was thinking on my feet. at that. Yes, I know. You you turned into a knight in shining armor there. I did. But it is true. But it's true. What you're saying is true. And, you know, I'm I'm thinking I'm on my feet here. Yeah. He ignores me still. And, but he, I know, I know I have the upper hand now. Like, I'm feeling kind of like, 
I kind of alpha this guy in a way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I confronted you and you're too afraid to deal with it. Yeah. Do you think he was a UFT student? Easily might be. Right. Yeah. So I kind of leave, but he's still there and I'm just fuming. I'm like, fuck. Now, I'm, now I kind of am like emboldened by this conflict. So I went and stood right in his eye line with my arms crossed for 10 minutes while he's putting in his fucking air conditioner. He won't look up once. He won't even for a second look at me. And I'm for 10 minutes staring at this fucking guy. And eventually I left and I went, draw your blind Springer shirt. I yelled it one more time. Wow. So Damn. you went psycho on him. I did. That is you blacked great. out, you say? Well... You know, in the moment of the confrontation where I started talking, it, it had been really a big buildup. So I do feel like yeah. I don't. Was quite your remember adrenaline what I said. pumping afterwards? Oh, big. No. Did you and your girlfriend have sex after? Uh, <laughs> she was out with friends, but I did wank off. Honey, I stood up to the Batman. Uh, <laughs> I did text her and I said I confronted the guy. But um, I, I had adrenaline pumping right as I was yeah. about to do it. I would have yeah. fainted, I think. But then I know you're. I, know I that did feeling, feel yeah. like because he wasn't. Because he was maybe physically, like, who would win the match? Uh, he's tall and he's kind of big, but it's it's chunk. Yeah, I think I would win because he looks like you're spry. He, I'm a bit more spry, and you're that's clever. what I'm wondering and I'm because run around and I'm older, run through his legs. Wiser. Yeah, I think it's funny because <laughs> a confident man, yeah, in their own stature, even would match eyes with someone exactly, even if it's to go. You know what? You're right. I was in a bad exactly. mood. I apologize, sir. But he didn't even... No. Like, you can own that as a tough guy, too. Exactly. But he didn't do either. You know what I really... He ignored everything. What I really thought would happen would... I go, hey, that wasn't okay. In the, you know, in the future, just let us know if something's wrong. And I thought... He, and I really thought he'd probably go, well, she was, you know, loud. But uh, yeah, sorry. And, uh, you know, right. I won't, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I imagined would probably happen. You pretended you didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> For like 20 minutes. That's pathetic. And I have not seen him in the window since. This is d great. At that's any, pathetic. He's yeah. a loser. At any time when you were standing there for 10 minutes just staring at him, did you start like miming like a gun <laughs> and like going... I had so many fantasies. Like, yeah. I genuinely like thought about what if I get my brother to come? Like, he's a huge guy. Fintan, yeah. Like, Set up a I, zip line from your balcony <laughs> to his, and then your brother goes. Zroom. I imagine like throwing an egg in their window. Like, I really had fantasies about confronting this Turning person. Into Dennis the Menace. Have you ever seen? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen? What's that? Funny games? Is that the Michael the Haneke? Haneke? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm too scared. So to watch Fintan uh, and you are on a sailboat <laughs> with this guy, and he's tied up with rope, and you take a sheet over his head, and he's like, "What am I doing here?" Then you just kick him in the water. I mean, I imagined everything, but wow. No, uh, sorry if you haven't finished that film. And I was already ready to like be like, you know, do that in my head. I didn't say this, but in my head, say it again. In my head, I was like, do that again, and I'll show up at your door, motherfucker. I imagined yelling that, yeah. but I didn't. Well, I yeah, am, that's but good I was that really you mad. had that much control because what does that mean? Nothing. How do I? I don't even know what is. Then he could call the cops on you. Then he could call. Then it would actually be weird. But <laughs> I, I, I kept uh, it. I kept it PG. This week's evil man is just the two of us, me and Chris, because James, unfortunately, <laughs> he's in jail. Uh, wait, he's trying to raise money for bail. Anyway, uh, he sort of maybe killed a guy. Uh, James <laughs> is in Folsom Prison. <laughs> <laughs> but. Good for you. That Hello, is everyone. A... I'm Johnny Cash. Thank Whoa, you. James Hartnett is here. <laughs> I don't think this concert can go on. <laughs> I yelled at a man in Toronto. 
<laughs> he pretended I wasn't there. <laughs> Truthfully, I hear a girlfriend typing on a Zoom chat. <laughs> You're the not son. typing, talking. Damn it! Whatever you guys get. You're it. the son of a bitch in a Springer shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know hats off to you james for standing up doing the right thing Thank and you. confronting evil in our times. and i really did th- you know like in these moments i feel like all, what you want is the person to just go okay yeah yeah sorry or whatever exactly and like, then you're just fine and he I, really be no tension. sold that whole interaction out yeah by being like such a wimp that he couldn't even own up to his own actions yeah. or meet the face of the her boyfriend yeah yeah he and i'm not exact like it's not like i'm extremely intimidating he should have his no (laughs) but you told me about your other confrontation from years ago and yeah that's up to you if you ever want to share that one but it is exciting you do have some you you have a couple rare moments where you become a real man (laughs) yeah it's like pinocchio but being a man yeah, like I say, I, I guess, I don't know, maybe my testosterone all stores in a gland somewhere, and then once every three years it all yeah, it bursts. bursts out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. Geppetto, one day I'm going to be a real boy and yell at that man who yelled at my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Pinocchio. <laughs> oh. yeah. we, are now we are now leaving the James. The James. Uh, that was cool. I'm glad yeah, you did that. I'm glad I talked about it. It was nice to yeah. tell you guys. Yes. And uh, our yeah. listeners. I imagined like everything. Like I was like, you know, you know, I had so many fantasies. I was like, maybe I get all the, uh, all the listeners to join me in some kind of army to con- <laughs> rip I mean, him to really pieces. He really got psychotic. <laughs> anyway. Well, yeah. Um, listeners, if you have any stories about maybe confronting a bully... Uh, in the style of that, that James did with Springer shirt, or you know, in the in the, uh, I guess I compare this interaction to the story of David versus Goliath. If uh, any listeners have a story like that, please let us know. Also, any female listeners uh, that are fans of Evil Men, uh, now you know that if you are ever with James romantically, <laughs> he's got you. <laughs> yeah, that. Mm-hmm. This was all made up. He'll stare at any man for up to 10 minutes who wrongs you. Who yells at you. Look at me! (laughs) It truly was a relief, though, that he wasn't, like, a huge guy. Yeah. Because I'd still go for it, but uh, it would be a little more scarier. Um, Well, thanks so much for sharing. Yeah, no problem. It was exciting. Beep, beep. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, before we get to our evil man this week, we should mention that we have a Patreon you can find it at patreon.com slash evilmen. And guys, if you go to this website and you sign up, um, it's a small amount of money a month. practically Insignificant. Yeah. Practically nothing, especially with inflation. Yes. Uh, and you get at least two bonus episodes a month. And yeah. more, you can interact with us intimately and interactive. Yes. Also, that you'll feel lighter on your feet. You'll feel more mentally alert. You'll feel a bit more confidence in the bedroom. That is very true. If you have a big date coming up and you want to make sure that you are able to perform, I highly recommend you check it out. <laughs> Patreon.com slash evil men. That's right. Um, evil men Patreon is also a perfect marital aid to have in the bedroom. Well, that's right, Chris, kind of what we were saying, but yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Absolutely. If, if you're in the midst of a hot mm-hmm. sex with your wife or husband. Well, I thought you meant going on a date for single guys, but I was saying. No, oh, for like the married, if you're married as well. Yeah. Listeners as no, well. Of course. Yes. If, if our listeners are in the, uh, rolling around in bed with their partner. Mm-hmm. Or just someone they found on the street. Sure. Or sure. want to get the rolling started. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes what you do yes. is you get your laptop out, you flip it open, and you go to patreon.com slash evil men. And then as you're making love... Yeah. Every once in a while, you you look over and you scroll up and down and you yeah. read the posts and you listen to the bonus episodes. Enter your credit card information. Yes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. You'll have the best sex of your life. <laughs> it's true. Um, also, for hmm. a bonus for a limited time, if you sign up now, mm-hmm. you'll get a picture of my naked bum. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you Can know, though, say, it's not a bad idea. Also, we left out one group of people. So there's married people, people dating, people who choose to be celibate. Maybe you just stay at home every night and you just... Do whatever you do. You maybe you know. Mm-hmm. You can also support us on Patreon. Enter your credit card information. Take off your clothes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Masturbators out there. Yes, this is gonna I help didn't you want to as say, well. I was avoiding well, the word. Yeah, it, it's. I would say if you're if you're a person who says all I want to do is masturbate, what you need is a flashlight, and you need the Patreon.com/slash/EvilMen because yes. those two things. You're not even going to need another person. No. Also, if you're asexual and you never even have desire to have sex ever mm. or masturbate, yeah, th- there's nothing wrong with that. Just, do you mind if we ask you a few questions? We find it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> there was also recently a story of a British man who had a rare uh, blood disease where his... Uh, his genitals fell off into the toilet, and they kidding? had to. The doctors had to refashion into the toilet. I've heard of dropping your phone into the yeah. toilet. Oh, not again! I dropped my <laughs> dick in the toilet. Everything's going into the toilet except my poo. <laughs> <laughs> but doctors fashioned a entirely new penis out of some loose flaps of skin on his body, and it, the the new penis lived on his arm for six years until they could oh, reattach it. That's and you can why? see pictures of him. He doesn't look very happy. <laughs> Uh, hey, penis arm. He has a thing, and it's <laughs> blurred out. This thing dangling from his arm because it's a he's got a dick arm. Boy, oh boy! I yeah. mean, I'm happy for him, but boy, that sucks. Arm dick. Poor guy. You can yeah. just grow penises on your arm. Yeah, these days. I might get another one. I mean, that's a wild operation. So they cut yeah. it off his arm and then make all the tubes work. I don't. It's kind of like how they make chicken McNuggets out of like a bunch of <laughs> pieces of meat and they glue it all together into one delicious and beautiful piece of food. <laughs> they sweep all the chicken goop off of the floor and put it into a n- nugget packet. <laughs> uh, 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 Chris, also before we, we move on, mm. you put a tweet out recently that, that asked, hey, does anyone have any ideas of where we could record some episodes? Because we all live in one bedroom uh, or uh, apartments. Chris, yours is two, yeah. but you have kids. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we wanted to thank someone who's given us a, a place to do some recording. Yeah, Sophia, if you're listening, Sophia Piero, she is awesome. All right, she's a friend. Um, you know, uh, I met her years ago when we were doing Laugh Sabbath shows. She would come with some other friends, and she reached out and hooked us up with two locations. We're in the first one now mm-hmm. because the other one is being used by someone else. But she's she has an awesome gift basket company called Present Day Gifts. And they're successful, dude. Yes. She sells a lot of these high-end gift baskets. And yeah. we're in basically... The warehouse yes. for their for where they put these together for for all their orders, and I'm telling you guys, these things are moving like hotcakes. Sophia has, <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. An, uh, an incredibly successful There's company There's one behind here. you, and it's, it's actually very beautiful. These these baskets ain't full of crud, honey. These are no. nice baskets. So yeah. this is not a sponsored ad from, like, Sonar didn't tell us to do this so that we could no. get five bucks later so we could buy <laughs> a Wonder Bar to share down by the river. <laughs> No, this is our personal thank you to Sophia and shout out to, for you guys to check out Present Day Gifts if you're in the Toronto area, maybe even farther. I don't know their reach. We, we'll but we'll look find them out up. more details. Yeah, we, yeah. We she's keep, awesome. So thanks, Sophia. Her. Yeah, thanks thank for you, letting thanks, us Sophia. come here. Thank you. Well, gentlemen, maybe we should move on to our evil man. <laughs> Do you smell something, Chris? It smells to me as if... Um, Something is cooking on the stove, and that something might be um, something that James made, and it's called, Who is our subject this week? (laughs) Well, our subject is a... That's what you made? Yes. (laughs) Mm. Mm, Who is our subject? He's a guy called Sapar Murat Niazov. I, I wanted to go right. with a household name that yes. everyone would recognize. Yes. It's on everyone's lips these days. Saparyat Miyazov. Yizmazov. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Say it again? I'm probably butchering this, so apologies to any people from Turkmenistan. Uh, Sapar Murat Niyazov is how I think it's pronounced. Rolls off yeah. the tongue. Yes. yes. I just want to give credit, too, before we get going. Yeah. This topic was suggested on our Patreon mm-hmm. by someone called Wolf Medallion. So thank you, Wolf Medallion, for the suggestion. That's a cool-ass name. I wish I had a Wolf Medallion and a Moon Medallion. By the way, anyone on the Patreon, if you have suggestions, keep adding to the thread because it's really helpful. We're doing them. I know. I know. So who is this goddamn guy? And I just want to say also, uh, a lot of this info was from a New Yorker article by Paul Thoreau. So if you find this interesting, go ahead and Google it. But I got a lot of this info from there. Shout out to the New Yorker. Support them. They're just a, yeah. a, a little new upstart. Uh, you know, it's yeah. tough out there. In Shout the out to media. Paul Thoreau. Um, I don't know if he's on the Patreon, but... Shout out to Shouts and Murmurs. Eunice Tilly, the famous man with the monocle and the top hat. Their, oh, their logo. Yeah, reminds you of Monopoly. Well, shout yeah. out to James Thurber, S.J. Perlman. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the classics. Yeah. Uh, all right, so Sapar Murat Niyazov was a politician from Turkmenistan yeah. who ruled Turkmenistan from 1985 until his death in 2006. Oh, my God. Are you okay, sir? No. The New Yorker described him as one of the wealthiest and most powerful lunatics on the fucking earth. Really? I added the fucking, but... Can I just say uh, I know two things here? Mm-hmm. I know that... He was basically in charge of the area when the USSR was still happening. And then when they were breaking up, he just basically said, this is my, I'm the lord of this land. Pretty much. Second thing I know is, and if you guys haven't seen it yet, uh, the Dark Tourist documentary series on Netflix. Um, I forget what the, maybe his name is David. I forget what the host <laughs> name is, but he okay. goes to Turkmenistan and it is bonkers visually. It's wow. a bizarre, hilarious place. Interesting. All right. Well, um, let's start with his early life. Uh, Niyazov was born in 1940, just outside Ashgabat in the Turkmen Soviet Socialist Republic. Okay. <clears throat> um, according to his official biography, his father died fighting the Nazis in World War II. However, other sources say his father. Dodged the war and was sentenced to prison in a military court. So 
Either nah, way. Aw, he's a hero. <laughs> we need a hero. Uh, his mother and brother, this is a bit sad, were killed in an earthquake in 1948. So he grew up in an orphanage. Okay. That's sad. It reminds me of uh, uh, Little Orphan Annie. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, yeah. but every single orphan, when they're lying in that giant open room on their cot in the room full of like 40 cots with the other kids going, good night, everybody, good night. <laughs> what are you dreaming of? Dreaming of whatever. They all, that's where the seed is planted, where they start beginning to hunger for total power yeah it's not a great endorsement of orphans i hate to say it but yeah sorry charles dickens but i have a different uh, (laughs) idea um in 1962 niazov joined the communist party okay and uh, as time went on he rose through the ranks and by 1985 he became first secretary money penny (laughs) <laughs> so that's, that's quite a um, meteoric rise from being a little orphan uh, yeah. to rising to be the, the first secretary of the communist but party. But when you have a meteoric rise in a communist party, you still get paid as the guy that you top, like trampled over to get to the top, right? Yeah, they must have, there must be power. I don't understand. Hmm. Uh, under Niazov, the Turkmen Communist Party had a reputation as one of the most hardline and unreformed party organizations in the Soviet Union. Really? Uh, so then by 1990, Niazov became chairman of the Supreme Soviet of the Turkmen Soviet Socialist Republic, which is literally just another way to say president. Right. So he was in charge, like, and this is just before it all yes. goes to hell. Exactly. God damn it. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about Turkmenistan. Wasn't Frank Sinatra called chairman of the board? Yeah. Does that mean he was president of singing? (laughs) (laughs) I guess you're right. CEO of tunes. (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit about Turkmenistan. Uh, You know, it was once a land of nomadic horse breeders. Uh, It attracted conquerors like Alexander the Great, Hmm. the Parthians, the Arabs, and the Mongols. But because of its considerable size and inhospitable terrain its fierce uh, and its fierce tribalism turkmenistan was never easily governed um, eventually it did come under russian control and one diplomat described it as quote the sleepiest most remote least favored of the ussr's republics really yeah. sounds perfect for a power mad uh, you know freak to easily Take gain control. control. Yeah. It, it also sounds like um, if an orphan were a country, yes. it would be Turkmenistan. Yeah. Oh. Mama. <laughs> Please stand for the national anthem. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shortest national anthem. <laughs> of course, we're joking. That's not really the national That's anthem. not nice. No. That's not funny. Stop listening now. And whoever didn't stop, here we go. <laughs> Um, so, it's 1991. Uh, and in addition to that, 
the USSR was having some uh, issues. USSR, yes. Not a great year for no, the USSR. They were having yeah. major issues. Like, yeah. oh boy. Every single politician in the USSR in 1991 was sweating all the time. <laughs> Covered in sweat. Yeah. Uh, so Niazov at the time, he supported a coup that would overthrow Gorbachev. But um, once that failed, he set his mind to separating Turkmenistan from the dying Soviet Union. How did it fail? Did they just kind of go, I don't know, in part ways? I I guess all the little republics said, bye, bitch. And I think most of them were like, we want to be democratic. But I think Belarus and Turkmenistan were like, we still love Stalin. We want to keep things like really scary. Well, they did (laughs) actually. um, Oh, I'm wrong. I think they went through the... They've pretended it was democracy. At least, I think. So... If it was democracy, it wouldn't have been on dark tourists. Uh, okay. Um, so, uh, Turkmenistan becomes uh, independent, and he becomes the first president in October 27, 1991. Hello. I was just going to say, mm. it would have been interesting. Imagine a world where that uh, that Guns N' Roses album had come out after 10 years of, you know, build-up. Chinese democracy? Turkmen democracy, uh, right? Yes. It should have been called that. It should have. What the fuck? Um, what the fuck, Axel? <laughs> Axel, could you That's get like in walking in on Axel having sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> what the fuck, Axel? What the fuck, Axel? <laughs> Why did you... Why are you Slash, doing that? say something. <laughs> I can't control him. <laughs> um... So here's the, my, uh, my point about a democracy, Michael. In 1992, Turkmenistan had a national election. Okay. Democracy much? Let's get out and vote. There, the only problem is Uh-oh. there was only one nominee. If that's democracy, then I'll eat my fucking microphone. Yes. Uh, any guesses on, the, on who the nominee was? Surfer Yat Yabranisan. <laughs> yes. Surfer Yat Nabranisov. It was Niazov. It was Mr. Niazov. No. Um, so then in 1994, uh, you know, it's all democracy. It's above board. But Niazov said his term should last until 2002 so he could oversee a 10-year plan. 10-year okay, plan. Very fine, Stalinist. Right? Fine, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just let me... Uh, 10 no. years, okay? And get this. Apparently, official results showed that 99.9% of voters agreed with this. Well, you yeah, know... I like him. The people... Uh, spoke with their yeah. votes. How often? <laughs> I mean, how many issues do ninety nine percent of ninety nine point nine percent of people agree on? Almost none. Yeah. If you yeah. said, you know, do you are you sad a comet's going to hit the Earth and kill us all? I don't think you'd get ninety nine percent. Genuinely, agree. sounds like pretty much a utopia. Yeah. yeah. Everyone loves this guy. <laughs> um, in uh, in ninety two, oh, and uh, sorry, in nineteen ninety nine, Parliament declared Niazov president for life. Nice. What was the hit album in 99? Uh, Limp Bizkit, maybe. Um, Woodstock 99. Oof. Yeah. Um, 99 wasn't a cool time, I feel like, for music. The Strokes no. came in in, what, 01? Anyway. Yeah, you get it, guys. You yeah. get it. Um, New metal, rap rock, that's what was happening. Yes. Yeah. Although, occasionally I do listen to Break Stuff by Limp Bizkit, so. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> um... In, in 1992, by the way, uh, he declared himself Turkmen Bashi, yeah. which means leader of all Turkmen. Basically, he, he's a dictator. He, he is right. uh, absolute power Turkmen guess, Bashi. here in Turkmenistan. Yeah. 
so now is a new uh, section I've I've titled "He's Insane." Here's a bunch of insane things like he it. did. Okay. But okay. but go ahead, Chris. Did you have a, a cue? No, but uh, I did. Like I started that New Yorker episode. Article. I mean, article. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, my kids were distracting me, and I had to rush to meet you guys. Mm. But I feel like I remember. There was a definite. They defined what Turkmen Bashi means. It, I, I actually did just it means say like Chris, Lord of all yeah, Turk I, or something. I, yes, leader of all Turkmen. Yeah, did you yeah. say that? I did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is guys. I had a beer with dinner, so I'm going crazy. <laughs> it's okay. Beep beep. <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> so Niazov considered himself an accomplished writer. Uh, so he made a personal attempt to create a cultural background for the new state of Turkmenistan by writing and promoting something he called Runama, which means Book of the Soul. So Runama was like a national Bible. It was kind of an autobiography, and it was meant to guide Turkmenistan with his ideas. Say what it's called again? Runama. 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 I think is how Okay, you remember it. at the beginning of the episode when you said... Mike is so good at harmonizing. Yes. Can you make us, and I've got a sh- the shoddiest voice out of the three of us. Mike, can you make us all harmonize Runama in a really beautiful way? Great idea. I mean, I'd certainly love to try it. I mean, I could go <laughs> first because I'm the one that you guys would, nice singers would have to work with. What, what part of the word will we harmonize on? All of it. I think we should count in the three and do it. So what note will you start with? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Ru- Ru- four. Four. Yeah, we'll start on one. As most popular. Four. What are you from? Oh. Turkmenistan? <laughs> so wait. So you start. Runama. One, two, three, four. Runama. Oh, that did not sound good. It didn't? I, think. I thought it was good. What did to I my do? Ears. We clashed. We did. Let's do it again. Ru- two, three, four. Runama. That was better. <laughs> that was beautiful. That should have played on the speakers whenever, like, he mentions the Runama. Like, yeah, that was good. That was, good. Beautiful. was beautiful. I pictured old ladies soaking in a hot tub by like a yeah. wa- like a waterfall. <laughs> and, this, <laughs> and that was the name of of his book. Yes, Runama. It was kind of like the most Runama. important book in Turkmenistan. Oh fuck. Runama. I feel like we're um, uh, Rockapella, <laughs> but Turkmenistan edition. So, this is sort of interesting. And, and uh, you know, I think you're a guy who likes smiling, wouldn't you say, Michael? It's my favorite activity. Well, you would actually have a lot in common with Niazov, because one of the instructions in the Runama was to, quote, maintain a smiling face. Niazov was emphatic mm. about smiling. And here are some things he said about smiling in the <laughs> Runama. Right. Uh, quote, a smile can make a friend for you out of an enemy. When death stares you in the face, smile at it, and it may leave you untouched. I'm not sure about that. Talk to each other with smiles. There will never be any wrinkles on a smiling face. It's like the guy wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And now, may I say, this guy sounds like a typical one of those. We all know those guys who are like, hey, baby, you should smile. Yeah, you I'm should getting smile that, more. I'm, I'm getting that vibe from Actually, him. Actually, Niazov, know? I'm good. Um, can I just butt in here? I, yeah. I have this uh, article here from The Independent, the British newspaper, and it's, it's about him. And it says, he's a self-styled poet. 
uh, but his words often chill rather than entertain. Uh, quote, this is from a poem. I am the Turkman spirit reborn to bring you a golden age. I am your savior. My sight is sharp. I see everything. If you are honest in your deeds, I see this. If you commit wrongdoing, I see that too. What is this guy's uh, Father Christmas? <laughs> He's a, a vindictive Santa. <laughs> um, How did he get that power? He's, you know, he uh, uh, he, uh, he was he killed Tim Allen. <laughs> um, so at Niazov's command, Runama was studied in all the schools of Turkmenistan, hmm. and a thorough knowledge was an entry requirement for colleges and universities and for advancement in civil service. Uh, I'd love to offer you this job, but um, I see here on your resume you didn't ever read Runama, so we can't uh, we can't hire you here at I Apple. I wonder if that would work here. Like yeah. uh, I've read the Runama, so sir, I dropped. I didn't go to college, but I have read the Runama. <laughs> you remind me of myself when I was young. <laughs> What's your favorite passage from the Runama? <laughs> oh, the part about Were there smiling. drawings in the Runama or pictures? Or? Oh, I wish I knew. It says here, though, on your resume that uh, you believe in the power of smiling. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, you know, after the fall of the Soviet Union, there was this vacuum of power, and Niazov essentially replaced like images of Marx and Lenin with himself. Hmm. Um, he renamed towns, airports, schools, and even a meteorite after himself and his family. Meteorite? In Ashbagat, there I go. the city, <laughs> he erected a rotating $12 million golden statue of himself that always faces the sun. It stood upon a gigantic marble apparatus called the Neutrality Arch, which some say looks like a toilet bowl plunger. Oh, and also God. some say the... The statue looked a little bit more like that drawing of Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes peeing. <laughs> but don't say that around Niazov. Niazov. And is it smiling or is it very serious? <laughs> well, you know what? There were many statues of him oh. and do, and, and uh, they featured uh, Niazov doing things like sitting, striding, <laughs> waving, saluting, and smiling. It's like that improv game. <laughs> yeah, sit, stride, wave, salute. Sounds like the very first cartoon ever invented <laughs> yeah i i have a, a note here as well that he uh renamed the word for bread after uh his late mother so bread was referred to as gerben sultan <laughs> rolls That's off nice. the tongue yes. man imagine trudeau had the balls to change bread to what is his mom margaret, margaret? want a couple slices of margaret let's break margaret together <laughs> Mick Jagger's like, you know I do. <laughs> you know what's nice? Dipping a bit of Margaret into the gravy and eating it. Um, Niazov once said to a journalist, quote, I admit it. There are too many portraits, pictures, and monuments of me. I don't find any pleasure in it, but the people demand it because of their mentality. You know, who created their mentality? <laughs> It's sort of blaming can't blame people for like I can't blame the guy though I can't blame Nizarov you know he's just uh, he's got a bunch of people who just can't get enough of him we've yeah. all been there you know their mentality yeah. is they're obsessed yeah. with me so yeah. I gotta put up a bunch of statues I have tons of statues at home that I'm working on uh, based on tons of guys I love <laughs> <laughs> there were also portraits of Niazov uh, all over the place several of them measuring hundreds of square feet uh, everywhere in Ashgabat in some he looked like a fat and grinning Dean Martin. In others, he was a truculent CEO with a chilly smile. 
And every time he saw one, he was like, whoa, hey, thanks, man. <laughs> and there are, because if you Google images of him, sometimes, yeah, he does look like a Wall Street businessman. Mm. Sometimes he's dressed in traditional, like... Uh, he's got that big hat on. Yeah, ethnic garb, and he's like... It looks like a tribal leader or something, mm-hmm. and, and he's atop like a horse, as you mentioned. It like the, it's a country that breeds horses. Sometimes he's atop a horse wearing a business suit. Yeah, so he, he has it, all these looks. It's funny that like it said here. Uh, sometimes he looks like Dean, Dean Martin. Imagine if other times he looks like Jerry Lewis. <laughs> he did a cross eyes and wore a bit fake teeth. I am not the professor. Yes. <laughs> um, here's a quote from that. I'm not the. I'll give you that. <laughs> Here's a quote from that New Yorker article. Uh, quote, Everything he did seemed to indicate that he was out of his mind. He'd had Parliament declare him president for life. It was the will of the people, his ministers said. He banned beards and ballet. He denounced gold teeth as unhygienic. Banned beards. He renamed the months of the year. January he renamed after himself and April for his mother. The days of the week and names of the years were also new. In the year 2003 was named after his father, 2004 after his mother, and 2005 was the year of Ru... No. Runama. Oh, no, that was a sad Runama, but it worked. Yes. It was a minor, uh, minor chord. So how did everybody that lived in this country not just go, ha, 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 yeah, right, what the hell? You know, the article touched on it a bit he asked someone are people uh are people angry and i got the sense that people of turkmenistan were you know kind of used to tyrants you know they were kind of like well we already had stalin this is like Mm -hmm. the next guy um i actually have a quote here thoreau asked someone like aren't people angry And, and a person who lives there said quote some are angry but we have cheap things too uh, natural gas is free. Electricity is, electricity is free because they had a huge store of uh, natural gas there. Uh, and you could fill your car for the equivalent of 50 cents. Um, but the article did go on to imply that maybe that guy was also nervous to criticize me as often anyway. So did they ha- did he have right. like a uh, robust like uh, police uh, presence in like everyone's life, like secret police and military, like in that Stalinist kind uh, of I style. didn't read too much about it, but I get the sense that right. that's probably... Do you like living here? A uh, 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 gas, gas. <laughs> <laughs> Were All you right. going to get to this thing? Uh, the door to hell, speaking of gas? No. So no. there's this... Have you ever seen this thing? Yes, on Dark Tourist. So it's this, there's this thing, if you're looking up at people... Or no, I read the article about it. They're closing it off to people now. It's closing finally. finally yeah. But it's this thing that's been burning since 1971. Uh, it's called the Darvaza Gas Crater, nicknamed the Door to Hell. It's a burning natural gas field that collapsed uh, in a cavern near uh, Darvaza, Turkmenistan. And it was just left to burn 24-7... Since the seventies, when it collapsed and started doing that, and it's called door. It's like a. It was a tourist uh, attraction. Wow! You know when you're when you stop in uh, on an overnight flight somewhere. If there's a stopover uh, in Turkmenistan, you visit the door to hell. Now I got one question: yeah. Are we allowed to bring marshmallows? <laughs> the door to yum. The door to s'mores. Yes. Every now and then, you'd be roasting marshmallows there, and a little demon would poke his head up and go, "Hey, you guys want to come in here?" <laughs> Hey, nice ass. Yeah, imagine proposing to your beloved in front of the door to hell. <laughs> you know? Um, just going back to the months thing. So he's like renaming the months, you know? And in the article I read, people were like confused. 
they'd literally be like, wait, what's May again? Oh, yeah. Like people didn't (laughs) know even. But by government decree, all ministries, schools, colleges, the police, the army, and all citizens not only had to demonstrate a knowledge of these changes, but to use them as well. Oh, God. Um, One guy in the article said, quote, he renamed ketchup. He made a big speech and said, why do we say ketchup? That's a foreign word. We are Turkmen. We must have a Turkmen word for this. What is it? Do you know? It did say, but I didn't even write it down because it was like... Yeah. The guy basically said, there is a new word for Turk for ketchup, but they don't really make dictionaries. That, uh, dictionaries, so no one like Your knows. Excellency, uh-huh. let me guess. You want to name ketchup uh, after your mother. <laughs> Flizblachi. Ketchup, mommy. Someone Mm. pass the mommy, please. (laughs) Mommy blood. (laughs) Mommy blood. Ketchup is mommy blood. Mustard is mommy pus. Ketchup is mommy mommy blood. Yeah, (laughs) mustard is mommy pee. Relish is daddy poo. (laughs) I would like to rename the country. Your dad poo's green. Hot dog is daddy dinky. Daddy Dinky. Hot dog bun is mommy bun. <laughs> I like to rename the country officially Mommy Land. <laughs> this mommy orphan has land. lost his mind. <laughs> mommy, mommy, mommy. Mommy, mommy, Everyone rise for a speech from the dictator of Turkmenistan. <clears throat> mommy, 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 mommy. <laughs> Mother! Yeah, he, <laughs> hey, didn't he fly a Danzig in just to sing that song? Yeah, Danzig sang at his inauguration. Yeah. Can I see the door to hell? I wonder, what his, <laughs> I wonder if his, what his mom was like. Maybe she was beautiful. I don't yeah. know. Yes, we shouldn't make a joke in real life because yeah. she was murdered. But I also believe that... No, no, she died in an earthquake. Oh, yeah. Murdered well, by Murdered God. by the earth. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Murdered yeah. by the earth. Yeah, murdered or God. by God. Yeah. Get rid of that one for me, would you? <laughs> Uh, by the way, um, apparently Niazov also said that if you read his book three times, you will go to heaven. Sort of like a, a twist on Beetlejuice, <laughs> except a bigger payoff. <laughs> yeah, Runa instead of Runa you get to go to heaven <laughs> instead of just needing Beetlejuice. <laughs> hmm, tough call. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, as I mentioned, Turkmenistan really should have been a very wealthy country due to its massive natural gas exports. But um, homelessness was a big problem there, partly because Niazov ordered many houses to be bulldozed and neighborhoods dispersed so that he could build oversized white marble apartment blocks that ended up empty because they were so absurdly deluxe, no one could afford them. Hmm. Um, He rarely compensated owners of houses he tore down, nor did he rehouse them. Damn, dude. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he nailed healthcare either. <laughs> now we're getting to the evilness. Yeah. Why would you say that, though? Uh, the reason I say that is because he closed all hospitals outside of Ashgabat because he thought it was a better idea if they were all centralized in one place. <laughs> this is interesting. It's a large country where... It seems large enough. Right, yeah. so not everyone who's sick is like, oh, I plan on being sick. I should be in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I would love it if all hospitals in Ontario were at, in Niagara Falls. That'd be cool. <laughs> Under the falls. Yeah. Um, he replaced thousands <laughs> on the Maid of the Mist. Oh, that'd be great. I'm sick. Hey, <laughs> it's beautiful. 
Uh, he replaced thousands of healthcare workers with military conscripts and mm. instructed the country's doctors to pledge their allegiance to him and Runama rather than taking the Hippocratic Oath. It's weird. This just sounds like a guy who wanted the whole world to revolve around him. Yeah. Yeah. But not, not a great Sounds move, Sounds like some people I know. You know, yeah. I had to go to the dentist a few weeks ago if I had shown up in the office and it was... Uh a soldier instead of a dentist, <laughs> I wouldn't have been too happy. <laughs> you uh, shoot my teeth? Come Open on. Open your mouth, maggot. <laughs> <laughs> they put a shoot your <laughs> teeth tooth off? <laughs> they put a grenade in your mouth, pull the pin and run away. <laughs> this is highway robbery. Um so in the, when the the article I read was written in the like two thousand and seven, um life expectancy in Turkmenistan was 63, more than 15 years below the European average. That's hmm. fine. And even though uh, Niazov had banned the diagnosis of several communicable diseases for some reason, there had been unofficial reports of the plague <laughs> in, uh, at the time of that article. That's not nice. No. Huh. Um, so... Uh, Niazov had a lavish gold-domed presidential palace, but he said it wasn't what he wanted. Quote, all I wanted was a small, cozy house. <laughs> this guy can't win. <laughs> all these people are making all these beautiful things for him. Sucks. Yeah. He should have uh, been on Love It or List It. If he didn't like it, he could have uh, yeah. put it uh, you know, uh, for sale. Or flipped it. Flip. You know, house flipping? Hello? The, yeah. Call the Property Brothers in and... Throw them in the door oh, to hell. Oh, imagine the property <laughs> brothers in, in Turkmenistan. Yeah. Although they have beards. They like to smile. They, they have do. Beards. They like to smile, but they have beards, so they'd be thrown in jail immediately. Mm, that would be sad. Yeah. Um, Niazov also banned local human rights groups, religious groups, and environmental groups. Okay. He was the only religion. <clears throat> yeah. It is a Muslim country, but I wasn't quite sure... Because I guess in a lot of communist countries, they, they really discourage religion, huh? But I think so. And it seems like if a guy's making everyone read his his book, <laughs> I assume he's not too big on the Koran or like... Right. Yeah. Right. Um, he also uh, stopped education at the ninth grade for most people because, quote, uneducated people are easier to govern. He didn't say that, but someone else said it. It is true, as we've seen. Yeah. When Trump said he loved the uneducated, he literally said that. Yeah, he said yeah. that, right? Yeah. Trump. Um, oh, here's, you know, do you want to talk about the internet? I love, I'd love to t- hear about it and talk about it, yeah. Sure, what is it? Well, in May uh, 2000, the government revoked all internet licenses except for the state-owned Turkmen Telecom. <laughs> and in 2001, they shut down all internet cafes. Oh, you know, I didn't have a printer in a lot of my early to mid-20s for some reason, and I used to go to internet cafes to I, print. Yeah. But I can kind of get wanting to close those. They're yeah. uh, a little sketchy. Little yeah. sketchy, weird I people. went to, uh, I remember going to print at one internet cafe, like Church Street, south of Bloor, and I went in just to print something, and the guy's like, okay, you can have this booth. And I'm like, oh, and I go into this booth, and there's a curtain behind you, <laughs> and I'm like, and then and a computer in front of you. I'm like, so this, what is this to jerk off? Do you go to you, an internet cafe, you pull the curtain behind. I'd like you to print out off? some porno, please. Yeah, <laughs> I would print. I would like to print out some jizz from my penis. <laughs> I'd like to 3D print some jizz. Well, I got to admit, 
one thing that I don't like when I'm trying to tell people that I rule and they have to listen to everything I say mm. to live a good life. And then they go to an internet cafe and find contradictory information on the internet. Yes. That contradicts what mm. I told them. Doesn't help your cause. It makes me mad. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that mean the people in Turkmenistan never got to see Homestar Runner, the early <laughs> internet craze? <laughs> or Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> By uh, 2005, there were only 36,000 internet users in Turkmenistan, 0.7% of the population. They and when interviewed, all sorts of stuff. And when interviewed, people who weren't using the internet in Turkmenistan, they were, they were quoted as saying, <sighs> it's not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Would you guys like to know some funny laws he made? Well, absolutely. <laughs> Time for Turkmenistan's funniest laws. <laughs> Honk. It's Turkmenistan's funniest laws. <laughs> <laughs> With your host, Daryl Hammond. Um, here's one. (laughs) This motherfucker banned lip syncing. What? Citing a negative effect on the development of the musical arts. Hey, don't do that. Okay. So he wasn't a fan of the the Milli Vanillis of this world? No. Or James Corden. Sing it for real. Right. Carpal karaoke. Carpal tunnel syndrome. (laughs) Well, that's what you get if you look too much at the internet. uh, If you see James Corden's face too much, you'll get that as well. (laughs) From, again, you know, losing... Lose control of yourself. I'm trying to click it off if it's a screen. <laughs> he also banished dogs from the capital because of their odor. Wow. Wait. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He thought the dog stunk. Okay. Uh, Your dog stinks. Oh, uh, dog. Dogs do fart. I remember when I had dogs. Yeah, and, but so yeah. do Turk men. Yep. You're and right. all men. Yes. <laughs> are we not men? No, we are <laughs> farters. <laughs> <laughs> um. After having to quit smoking in 1997 for health reasons, he banned smoking in all public places. Okay. So he smoked. Has he ever seen another human being? I don't know. It really doesn't seem like it. It (laughs) seems like he's never considered one other human being. Yeah. He's definitely a textbook narcissist. Yes. So no smoking, just because he had to stop smoking. Yeah. Okay. People should be allowed to smoke. Right. Um, he outlawed opera, ballet, and circuses in 2001 for being decidedly un-Turkman-like. You know what? Finally, something I can agree with. Here. <laughs> uh, I, I agree with that, especially the circus part. Uh, hopefully, he also banned um, that Cavalia show, That's that show with all the horses. That, yeah. Is that Cirque du Soleil? It's an offshoot of Cirque du Soleil. And it, that pe- sounds like it would be a Turkish show. It does, though, I guess. Right, because they breed horses. Ah, I've got my facts mixed up. Uh. But maybe it's not. Uh, in 2004, he decreed that men should no longer wear long hair or beards, which you mentioned, I think. Right. Um, oh, he couldn't grow a beard. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah, he probably had a bad beard. That's totally what it is. And he probably couldn't grow long hair. Yeah. I can't smoke. I can't grow a beard. I can't do the circus. Imagine <laughs> in his old age, he stopped getting a bo- uh, be able to be able to get erections, and he banned. He might have banned boners. Yes. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> what is that in your pants? Yeah. Uh, nothing, sir. Put it down. <laughs> I'm trying, sir, but it, just put it down. You closed all the internet cafes, sir. There's nowhere for to put this. 
And he took all the dogs out of the city. <laughs> What's a guy to do? <laughs> no internet? No dogs? Oh, I can't sleep at this night. This going to blow. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do with this boner? Um, I got to go to another country. <laughs> he crosses the border, jacks off, <laughs> then goes back to his country. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> Freedom for my jizz, but I have to go. <laughs> jizz is like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. As soon as it hits the ground, yay! yeah, the, the jizz grows legs and runs away into Uzbekistan. Thank you, Papa. Um, Mama. <laughs> he uh, he also banned news reporters from wearing makeup on TV. He likes a natural look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, can't wear makeup. <laughs> uh. I'm getting actually towards the end of the info on him, but Michael, you great. had some fun stuff. Well, there's one story I remember, and I found it in this article from the Independent newspaper from 2004 that um, the headline is, Dictator Orders Ice Palace to be Built in Central Asian Desert. Now, apparently, Turkmenistan is a very hot country, and temperatures can hit like 50 degrees Celsius in the summer. Whoa, 5-0? 50 degrees Celsius, and what? President Nayazov... He decreed that he was going to build a massive uh, ice palace. And let me just describe it here. Uh, Mr. Niazov has ordered that a palace made of ice be constructed in the mountains outside Ashgabat, the capital, despite the fact that temperatures in the region can reach up to 50 degrees Celsius. Quote, he said, Let us build a palace of ice big and grand enough for 1,000 people. So that's pretty good. A little smaller than Massey Hall um, here in Toronto. Uh, he also said, quote, Our children can learn to ski and ice skate. We can build cafes and restaurants. <laughs> ice cafes and ice restaurants? Yeah, and people were... Uh, it's it's going to melt, obviously, but he, he wouldn't be dissuaded from, from building it, and he ordered construction to begin. It was going to be supposed to be finished within 10 months, uh, and I don't think it ever uh, happened. I don't think they ever built the Imagine ice. Justin Trudeau said we're building an ice palace in Canada. That'd be cool. Yeah. I actually wouldn't mind. No. Where would it stay uh, whole, though, without melting? Well, Baffin Island. Hmm. You know? Trudeau, if you listen to Evil Men, which I think you do. I think he does. Yeah. He hasn't signed up for Patreon yet. But no, but we get some downloads. And the guy's got well. lots of money, so what's he waiting for? Um... Well, um, unless you have anything else, Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll no, move just on. the ice palace. That, that was <clears> it. <throat> Reminds you of an ice cap from Tim Hortons. Yes. Ooh, I could live in one of those. So, um, so in two thousand and two, in what was possibly a failed coup, Niazov was shot at, but not hit, as his motorcade sped through Ashbogat. What everybody loves him that they build statues <laughs> and paintings and they all read uh the Rooney Mana Rumi Nanma Runama Runama Yeah I keep thinking of Rooney Mara Rooney Mara, Mara. Yeah, <laughs> he decreed that they would build Rooney Mara in the desert yeah. <laughs> uh, weird science style <laughs> But the thing is is who the hell would shoot at him I thought everybody loved his ass Word is um they think it was like um uh, former officials who were like trying to kill him and take over the government. 
So they thought people within his own inner circle were like, we got to do something about this madman. I think, yes. Classic Um, classic thing. Anyway, they didn't accomplish their goal, and uh, that attack resulted in a wave of repression. The alleged perpetrators and their helpers were hunted down and either killed or imprisoned. Whole families were jailed, and nothing was heard of them after. Um, So this, this enhanced his paranoia, and now his delusions of grandeur were joined by delusions of persecution. He ordered a clampdown on what already was uh, limited contact with the outside world, and he stripped the country of what few freedoms remained. Surveillance cameras were put on all major streets at all and at all sites in the country. Um, and uh, then finally, in 2006, he died of a darn heart attack at the age of 66. So he... Avoided, he managed to avoid uh, this happening again and being. Uh, yeah, he died in office. So wow. he, he lived longer than the average lifespan. Yeah, by three whole years. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure. Oh, God, I, I watched it a few years ago. But that dark tourist show on Netflix showed Turkmenistan and it had like 12 lane highways and. No cars using it, right? right. And like it did have these these beautiful, like because they were really rich over there, yeah. So they had these insanely beautiful cities and architecture, but exactly quiet, completely mm-hmm. empty. Like probably, people probably didn't have access to just basic like needs. Or and something. if you tried to interview yeah. somebody, they'd be like, "No, no, 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 thank you." Like they didn't yeah. want to. Because this was, yeah, when did you say he died? Oh, six. Ah, so it might have been just after him. But I'm not uh, sure who was in charge after. It may still be. But yeah, like, watch it just for like what the city looks like. It'll blow your mind. It's right. like one of the most crazily ornate, beautiful places ever hmm. made. And then no one is there and enjoying it. <laughs> it's like, like, I think that's what, like, was in the episode you did about Caligula, like he built this yeah. city, and people were unhappy. A rock and, and roll, <laughs> but yeah, it's like almost like a reminds me of like North Korea or something like a yes. city like Pyongyang, where it's like this imperial capital, this majestic city. The architecture is very imposing. They have that famous giant hotel that's unfinished. Yes, and yeah. so it has all this imposing, all these imposing sites, but people are like really struggling on the street. Yeah, the basic services probably don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you saw that Vice documentary where the guy's eating by himself in this giant ballroom, dining room, yeah. not ballroom, dining room, and uh, everybody's watching him to make sure he thinks everything is beautiful, but don't <laughs> talk to anybody and don't see anybody else. Like That's why it's, it's so, so bizarre. It's been so stupid this past year when people describe like, like we live in a dictatorship. It's like, what fucking world do you live in? Like, look at these yeah. places where they actually have or do. Like we can I do whatever the hell walk we want. to the store any hour I want to get a Jamaican beef patty. <laughs> and on my walk, any time of the day I want, I can urinate out of my pants while I'm walking. Yep. And, and you do. And I do. You can see a dog. You can grow a beard. You can lip sync to your heart's content. <laughs> yes. And after we record, we're going to do a video where we're all lip syncing and dancing. A yeah. dance routine, kind of funny, like a sketch, like a comedy sketch yes. where we dance and lip sync. We should do that video where, where it's, remember those women were in a car and they lip sync 
lip synced all these songs, you know, and they got mm-hmm. like uh, five, ten million views. Like we could do that. We're yeah. sexy and fun guys, and yeah. we lip-sync take our shirts off. Yeah. yeah, one of our videos has to hit one day. Yeah, um, but he wasn't just unless I missed it. He he doesn't seem to be as much of a murderous psychopath as like a Joseph Stalin or a mm-hmm. Kim Jong Un or Jong Il. Yes, like I'm obviously when he went on the rampage, he. After it's the not coup? justified, but it sounded like he had retribution. Like the, after the coup, though, like when yeah. he was almost killed, right? Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. So it sounds it's not yeah. justified the the length he went, but you as can always, see. you know, yeah, we're not uh, experts in any way. I, if I miss something, I apologize. But from what I read, it didn't sound like he was quite as murderous yeah. as some right. other, you know. Dictators. Right. He was just megalomaniac. Yeah, and like probably ruined lots of people's lives and um, loved his mother. He took houses away from people mm-hmm. and left them blowing in the breeze. Yes, and, and they would blow all the way to the door to hell or whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, evilometer time. Well, yeah. first of all, James, uh, hats off to you. That was a beautiful tour through Ashbagat and the life of President Niazov. Thank you. Yeah, I had a good time. Thank you. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh, a pretty fun, interesting one. Mm-hmm. A, re- a real nutter. Yeah. That's pretty. It's pretty good. Yeah. Can you put that at the very end of the episode too? Sure. <laughs> um. All right. Let's get the evilometer out here. Oh! Oh! Look at you! Oh! Look at you, little baby! Oh! There he is. Okay. Um. Shall I go first? Yeah. Please do. Okay. He was a dictator. Mm. But again, I, I I just don't know. Assuming I haven't made a mistake and he's not far more murderous than... Is there think. some massacre that we're... <laughs> well, that's what I'm worried about. I, I don't think so. But I'm assuming I didn't make a mistake. I'm giving him a 7.0. All right. Not, you know, bad, but I've seen worse. I'm surprised. As far as I can tell. That's again. a higher number than I expected from you. I know, I know, I know. What's your What's your vote, Mike? Let me think. So the guy he came from, uh, he had you know a very difficult start. You know, like a, he was like like you mentioned before, Chris. He's like an Oliver Twist type character, a little um, orphan, um, and he certainly worked his buns off to rise through the ranks of the mm-hmm. Communist Party. But mm-hmm. then he seemed a little bit uh, narcissistic, mm. loved his mother a bit too much, um, went kind of crazy. Uh, probably ruined a lot of lives in that country and kept people in poverty. Yeah, I'm gonna give him like a. He didn't kill a lot of people, I guess, but I'm gonna give him a seven point nine nine. Can I just say, um, listener uh, and friend Phil Moorhead told me he he sometimes wonders if I'll get in trouble for rating people too low. From the listeners, yeah. Well, you get in trouble from me often. When <laughs> I go, oh, you're easy, lenient. I, I just believe, you know, uh, lenient marker. Everyone's good. Yeah. Chris, um, any thoughts on what score you want to give our uh, this man? The gentleman of the hour. I'm going to give him like a six because, yeah, I, I've looked up some stuff on him too, and there's not like big numbers for, it's not like a s- obvious Stalin-y, mm-hmm. like round him up and round up the dissenters. It seems like he... You might be right in the sense that he was annoying. Uh, <laughs> like, he was just annoying to me. Uh, but he might be right in the sense that he, there were benefits to these people's lives, like the electricity and the gas, maybe. 
and then when he took away like you know worship me and he took away the internet maybe they were just having like simple ass boring lives and were unaware of the outside world so maybe he didn't have to come down with the hard fist often but i'm mostly giving him a six for just being like fucking annoying and like if i lived in that country i'd be like shut i'm sick of this like guy. a mother-in-law from hell yeah when are you going home well you yeah. know he died in 2006 at the age of 66 so maybe mm-hmm. six is kind of an interesting and he lived by the gates of hell that's he did weirdly He's... enough it's just like it sounds like the country was very like rich i mean but so i think that was just rich. i think yeah. yeah i think that was just stroke of luck that they happen to have these resources. But that's what I mean. Like, maybe that's why there wasn't a lot of violence attached to his reign. Well, I see. Right. Like, because they, they were able to keep things going. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Well, well gentlemen, uh, shall we put a bobby pin in this one and tie up our hair and go to bed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again, James. I always tie my, my hair before bed. Uh, <laughs> Unbrush my teeth and tie up my hair. <laughs> I left uh, little chocolates under our pillows that we can munch on just before we, <laughs> we go to sleep. Yeah. Well, thank you, James. That was another great episode of This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.